This is Jay. And Jack. From Jay and Jack Productions. And you're listening to Once Podcast, a podcast dedicated to ABC's Once Upon a Time. You're listening to Once, episode 42, Community Chat. Welcome back to another episode of Once Podcast, the podcast about ABC's TV show Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. I'm Dan Flynn. And I'm Jenny. And we're so happy to have you joining us. And huge thanks to Jay and Jack for that special message that they gave us. Thanks, Jay and Jack. Thank you. From uh, the Lost Podcast with Jay and Jack. I got to meet them recently in New York City when I went to Blog World and New Media Expo up there. They are awesome guys. And actually, I've got something from them that we're going to get to in a little bit. They sounded awesome. Yeah. They were all giggly and stuff. And it's a father-son <laughs> team who podcasts, which is really cool. Jay and Jack? Yeah. They are? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. Ooh, maybe I let the cat out of the bag. But yeah, Jack <laughs> is the father and Jay is the son. Oh. Yeah. So it's a cool little team there. And then we are a cool little team here of <laughs> four friends here and enjoying this TV show once upon a time. But, missing this TV show. Oh, the hiatus is so point. We're not father son, by the way. No. <laughs> <laughs> Check us out over on the website at onespodcast.com. And if you haven't already subscribed in iTunes, you can do that from there. And also, you can please leave a written review for us in iTunes. Go to oncepodcast.com slash iTunes. And also, we'd love to have you in the forums at oncepodcast.com slash forums. This episode is going to be a bit different because we have a little bit of stuff to talk about, but this is going to be all about you, our listeners. And in fact, we're going to be taking all live calls during this episode. So we'll be going as long as we need to and as short as we need to to get in the live calls that we have from our listeners. And this is a bit different from the normal way we do it. Uh, The conference system we're using, but I think it'll be awesome. And we've got some awesome things, I'm sure, from our listeners. Because have you seen the forums? It's so hard to keep up with it. Especially when you don't have your password readily available on your phone and that's the only place you ever have a chance to look at them and and you're on vacation and you're going why can't i get into our forums that kind of hard to keep up with yeah and also just so many awesome theories posted and uh, awesome people there so i'm looking forward to who calls in today but also speaking of awesome people Huge thanks to our sponsor for this episode. 17 Jed A has donated to help make this episode of Once Podcast possible. And we really appreciate that because it does cost to keep this podcast alive. And we're really grateful for the support. If you'd like to sponsor an episode of Once Podcast, you can do so by going to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor. And thank you so much, 17 Jed A. Now, uh, Jay and Jack, that I included that little bit from the beginning have a lost or used to have a lost podcast mm-hmm. and really popular. Did they lost ever find podcast. it? Yeah, they did. And <laughs> they're really good. And uh, so these guys have really been into lost and we haven't been talking about lost much in the last many episodes. And that is perfectly all right because once upon a time is mm-hmm. a completely separate TV show. No, even though, <laughs> even though it was written by some of the same writers from lost, a lot of people do make comparisons and a lot of people are still looking for lost parallels and references. And- Am I right in thinking that the Easter eggs have slowed down a lot? Or are we just not noticing? I, I think it could be both. I, I think it, yeah, it has slowed down a lot. And also, we're not looking. I mean, there was still the Apollo bar, like in the finale. Yeah, but that's just running stuff. They just basically took a fictional candy bar and put it in yet another show. Right. And... It's it's like you don't want to beat it to death if they haven't already. But there is still this comparison between Lost and Once Upon a Time. So this is where I wanted to talk to Jay and Jack with their massive experience with Lost. I had a short conversation with them in New York City. 
I'm here with Jay and Jack from jayandjacktv.com, and they have had the Jay and Jack Lost podcast and many other Jay and Jack podcasts. And since you guys have been so involved with Lost, and now you're watching Once Upon a Time, mm-hmm. thankfully you're not also podcasting about it too. <laughs> but uh, I'd like to hear from you. What do you think, looking at Lost and Once Upon a Time, a lot of people make those comparisons between the two. Mm-hmm. What do you think uh, are those connections between Lost and Once Upon a Time, and what do you think Once Upon a Time is doing better than Lost? Jay? Um, you know, I, I think the the one connecting factor in there is you do have uh, Adam Horowitz and Edward Kitsis um, that were big in, in, in Lost, and the writing staff there are on uh, Once Upon a Time as well. But the, that one thing that you can see parallel between Lost and Once Upon a Time, Once Upon a Time is that character drama, right? It's, it's we're following these characters and these stories, and we're getting invested into these characters. Um, and we're discovering these characters at the same time as well. We're lost season one. We're currently on the island, but we're going back in time to see what it was like before they crashed on the island. Once upon a time, we're currently in uh, Storybrook, and then we're going back before uh, the curse happened and kind of finding out what their lives were before. Um, so it's that character discovery um, and character drama that are kind of paralleling between the two. Um, I, I think if we have to say, you know, what is better than uh, than Lost, I don't like saying one thing's better than the other, but what I do like about Once Upon a Time um, is that it's it, it's kind of rooted in these fantasy mythologies that have been around for generations, um, but it's putting a new twist on them. So it's kind of a fresh take on, you know, the Disney movies, but also the, the old fantasies uh, of the past. And so it's they have that kind of basis to work from, um, that it's familiar, but at the same time it's new um and lost was really just kind of uh, uh, something completely different it wasn't really based on a subject it was kind of just made up by Damon Lindelof and J.J. Abrams um so I think it's a, a unique twist that I think uh, makes Once Upon a Time a really jo- enjoyable viewing experience awesome thank you and Jack what would you say uh what are the crossovers from Lost and Once Upon a Time and what do you think Once Upon a Time is doing better I agree. As far as better, I agree with Jay as far as the, uh, maybe not better as far as lost, but it's what I enjoy about Once Upon a Time is they do take those stories, even though you know the end, how the stories go, and they change them. You know, there's, there's, there's a twist to all the different stories. I'm covering the opposite. Jay and I have had this debate before, and I've had a debate with a lot of Lost fans. I don't like the all the references to Lost on there. I, it, maybe I'm done. Maybe I'm done with it. But maybe it's like, all right, there's an Apollo bar. And then the next week they had to have a huge Apollo bar. It's like, okay, we didn't see the little one. Now we got, it's got to be a ginormous, you know, huge Apollo bar. But, I mean, I get someone like, hey, because I, I I pointed out that the, uh, the there was eight dwarfs. Well, eight was one of the numbers. I said, okay, they have to have eight dwarfs, and they had to kill one off because, well, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, but, uh, <laughs> you know, they, I, I like some of them, but then it's like if they're hitting me over the head with them, I just kind of get turned off by it. But the show itself, I love the show. It's a great show. Awesome. Thank you very much, guys. And you're at jayandjacktv.com. Absolutely. That's so weird, hearing your voice and not seeing your mouth move. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a ventriloquist. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's awesome that you got to talk to them, though. Yeah. Yeah, really awesome. And I love how they both pointed it out that it's not really an issue of what's better. It's, oh yeah. It's what they like about mm-hmm. this show. It's a different show, so it's it's what you like about this show. And they like many things about Lost. They like many things about Once Upon a Time. There's almost a new genre that Lost started, which is sort of the the slow reveal drama or something like that it's it's almost like you're not necessarily in part you have the characters figuring out a mystery but part of the mystery is stuff that the characters you're watching already know and you're just being shown the pieces of the puzzle slowly and that's why i love that the writers came from lost because lost was really well written and so the writers learned a lot of great lessons from Lost and uh, storytelling techniques and learned how to think outside the box. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm really looking forward to with season two is what we're going to see outside the box thinking. They mm-hmm. could change it completely how they tell these stories. You know, it's funny. They've said that they had this idea before Lost and they just you know hadn't gotten around to doing it yet. And they didn't necessarily have the resources and but after lost they had those opportunities and i wonder what this show would have been like hmm. pre lost before they had that experience and gained those skills and spent time with that show wow i didn't realize that that's awesome 
And then when you look at uh, comparing this to like other shows, a lot of people I've seen have been tweeting to us at once podcast saying, I hope that season two isn't like Heroes season two, because Heroes just caved after the first season. Yeah. Awesome first season. It went terrible. They didn't have a plan. After the first season, it caved <laughs> after the second season. <laughs> and what's really nice to know is that the writers do have a plan of where this whole story is going to go. Mm-hmm. And we're just now realizing that it's not all about the curse. Right. Or, or I think that's what we're going to see is that... Probably. Which I predicted, yeah. if I may toot my own horn for a moment. <laughs> I was hoping it wasn't going to be all about the curse. Yeah. Well, so, Dan, you didn't get to be with us during uh, the last couple episodes of One's Podcast. Now that we've had some time to think of it, where do you think season two is going to go? Uh, do you think there's going to be a new curse? Or what, where are you thinking this is going? Uh, you didn't tell me you were going to ask me this. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm really hoping there's not going to be a new curse. Uh, definitely hoping this story has more than just repeating curses season after season. Um, but yeah, I I think there's going to be a new villain. I'm hoping there's a new villain um, or someone. I'm not really quite sure where it's going to go out uh, exactly, but uh, I'm interested to see if they're going to jump to a different world too. Uh, I'd like to be done with Storybrooke for several episodes, to be honest. Um, hoping they go into another world, uh, different magical rules and things like that. So I'm I'm not really sure where it's going to go. I don't really have any predictions, but I'm looking forward to something new that we haven't seen and not really repeating anything from season one necessarily. Mm-hmm. It was cool. Um, with the last episode, I did a solo episode. If no one's heard it yet, go to onespodcast.com slash 41. I reviewed the soundtrack and in reviewing it, it's neat to pick out and start recognizing people's themes that each character has their own theme. And Mark Isham has talked about this before in the official video podcast for maybe uh, for once upon a time that uh, each character has their themes and to see where those themes come in throughout the episodes was really cool. And also listening to the music and realizing, uh, remembering specific scenes and emotions with those things or like the Sheriff Graham or the Huntsman theme is in there. And it's like, Hmm. Oh, you can just, hear the pain of losing him. <laughs> and, and Daniel other... cries himself to sleep every night when he watches that. <laughs> it, it was really cool. So check it out over at oncepodcast.com slash 41 or buy the soundtrack yourself over at oncepodcast.com slash soundtrack. We just got a live caller in with us. Hi, who is this? Hi, this is Heather. Hey, Heather. Thanks hey, for Heather. calling in. Hi. Um, yeah, I want to talk about season two a little bit, just like what I thought was going to happen. And before when I called in, I was talking about how like the problem of like, if all the ca- characters are really powerful, like they have magic, like how that, how does the, it not like deteriorate into like a war type setting. And I was just thinking that maybe what they could do since they said that like magic is different in our world than it is in the fairy tale world, because they said that a bunch of times. Well, like the last. When you say um, people getting magic, are you thinking more people than already magical? Because let's see, it's only about four people we know of who had magic before, right? Well, yeah, but there was like Rumple and Regina and Jefferson, you know, Red, Red Jefferson, um, the fairies. I don't know. I'm probably missing someone. And then Jiminy was like a creature, so he kind of had... <gasps> I wonder if he'll be a cricket again. And like the dwarves were dwarves, they weren't people. I don't know, just thinking about all the people who are also magical creatures, you know? So not necessarily magical powers, but magical beings. Yeah, like both. Okay. Kind of like both. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, I was just thinking about how... But also like Regina and Rumpel with their like powers, they're pretty much like all-powerful. And if they're all-powerful in the real world, that just seems like an issue... Cause you guys, yeah, like in the show Heroes, you, you guys were talking about, like, um, yeah, in the second season, it got really out of control because, like, everyone was so powerful. And that can be trouble on shows at times, you know. So I was just thinking maybe they could have, like, since magic is different in the real world, that what they could do is have Regina and Rumpel have to, like, relearn their magic, like, have to regain it. Hmm. and then they And then they could, like, 
have a parallel story in fairy tale land, you know, in the flashback, where they could sh let us see how Regina got her magic for the first time. Because we've never seen that. Like, it seems like when she was a girl, when she was with Daniel, that she didn't have magic. Hmm. And so Interesting. That, yeah. At some point, she got magic, oh. you know. And so, like with, and so you're with saying mother, it would make you're saying it would make a parallel story of uh, like we see her struggling with magic as if it's her first time in Storybrooke, and then also telling the story of how she got the magic in Fairy Tale Land. Yeah, like yeah, like that could be an episode. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, or like you know, and that could they could have, they could do that with like Cora with her mom, like figuring out how she, especially if her mom's the Miller's daughter. They could show like how she got magic if she like did a deal with Rumple. We don't really know, but it seems like they did a deal together and Cora got magic out of it, you know. And so I'm not sure if that's true, but it just kind of seems like that to me. And I don't know. They could show that like people getting magic and and like have that be a parallel, and then and then that would stop the whole like problem of people being too powerful, especially if they're like still stuck in storybook. Like I think that's a real problem for the show if everyone's stuck in this like 30 minute drive mile radius <laughs> you know like i talked about before i mean yeah i mean how do they not like walk around with you know everyone with weapons like trying to kill each other i just don't really know well know. here's a great question that came in in the chat room while we're recording this live uh, tiny mallet asked do you think regina had to pay a price to get magic in the first place what do you think what what I think happened is I think Cora, her mother, um, did a deal with Rumple for it was either a child or for money or something, and she got magic. Rumple helped her get magic somehow, and I think that it seems like you can kill a character and take their magic. So I think Regina killed her mother and took her magic, but I don't know. I just made that all up. <laughs> so in you know? a sense, she's paying the price. Of losing her mother, but also getting the magic. It's not a and bad price when you have a mother like Cora. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when, yeah, when you have a mother like Cora, I don't know. And, and yeah, and she definitely is all about the revenge. So I could see her taking revenge on her mother because her mother killed Daniel, and yeah, and her mother's just not someone you would want to keep around anyway. So I don't know. The escape said uh, had an interesting point. Said that so Regina killed both her parents. Right. Oh my. That's what I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> Horrible. Which would be, and I don't really know if that's true, but it just kind of, and I don't really want Cora to be alive in the real world. You know, like they, King George, I can't believe King George is still alive. So yeah. I don't want Cora to be alive and like still be alive. <laughs> yeah. Because King George, I mean, how did he survive Snow and Charming taking back their castle? I just don't get that. You know, mm. I don't get how he survived because that's going to happen in the next season. We know that they're, living in King George's castle at the time of the curse. So it's like, how, how did he survive that? Like, where is he? Is he like, is he in the little dungeon cave with rumble? I mean, <laughs> I just don't get how he's still alive. So hmm. I don't want Cora to be alive either. That, I don't know. That would it's, be interesting. Like, it needs to be dangerous. Yeah. What? That would be yeah. interesting if she is still alive and maybe like in the same basement where, uh, where Belle was kept. In the castle. Yeah. I could do that. Ooh. Or banished some people to another think she's realm. A, yeah, some people think she's the the Red Queen or from but I don't I don't know. Mm. I don't know about that. I would like that. that. I would like that a lot, actually. Yeah. I know a lot of people like that. I I don't know. I don't know. That seems a little it doesn't <laughs> quite fit with what we heard, but I don't know. Well, I like the idea that Jefferson is her brother, so <laughs> that's a kind of a crazy theory. That huh. is Regina's brother. Heather, let me ask you this question. Looking at season two, and uh, have you seen any spoilers about season two? Um, Don't say what they are. Cast, just, just one casting thing. Okay. That's, then that's here's all. a question for you about season two. Where do you think season two is going to pick up? Pick up? Yeah. Uh, the, right away. What, I mean, you think it'll be right after what we saw in season one? Or do you think it's going to be like tell it from a completely different time no i think it has to be right away i don't think they can jump i think they have to I, yeah they have to start where we are at right now because they have to show them like the the family all meet up together and stuff i think unless that's not what happens everyone, what 
Unless that's not what happens if uh, if magic coming to Storybrooke. What isn't that what everyone wants to happen? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that's what I want. To, I want to see them meet up again. I don't know, especially because yeah, I was talking. Yeah, like if, if Snow, she like yelled at Adam, Emma, and then she went to the hospital to sit with Henry, and then she thought he died. So that's pretty much what she knows, you know. So I feel like they have to meet up because yeah. Snow thinks she like screamed at Emma, and then she thinks Henry's dead. So they can't just like leave that open. You know? I'm thinking now that you asked it that way, Daniel, that they might actually jump ahead several, I don't know, years or or uh, months or so, and then actually jump to past events that took place between the end of season one and the you know future or whatever you want to call it, the time that elapsed, basically almost the time that elapsed during the hiatus. Could be. Yeah. Well, I don't th- think they're going to do that. They might do that in the future. Maybe next season, because they need to do. They need to show like what happened to Emma's Emma's backstory in the real world. You know, like what her who the father is and what how she got thrown in jail and everything and what her childhood was like. So sure. maybe they could do that. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you very much for calling in, Heather. Yeah, no Thanks. problem. Thank you, Heather. All right. Bye. 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 <laughs> you know, mentioning the uh, Emma's backstory does bring up something that there are 28 years of possible story that we haven't seen yet. 28 seasons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but we, we already know what she's been doing. Yeah. I don't think that's relevant. They well, can explain. I mean, they can quickly cover that. It depends on what else they really want to talk about. If they want to drag that out for a few fillers. I mean, it's not really a filler because it's pretty pertinent information. But I could see them just, you know, having something in the current time and revealing something of Henry meeting his father, and then that tells mm. the story of the past without having to go to a flashback. Oh, like that. You mean like like who she... She didn't marry anybody, did she? No. Okay. Not that we know of. Well, right. here's the other thing to think about is, even though it seems that everything in Storybrooke just continues on like without the knowledge of time, several times it's been said that bad things happen when people try to leave. So, perhaps there is story there of when someone tried to leave, actually tried to leave, and what happened. Like, maybe they're, oh, maybe, yeah, (laughs) maybe they're fairy tale characters we haven't met yet, because they were killed somewhere in Storybrooke's history of when they tried to leave Storybrooke. Yeah, how would Henry know that without having experienced it, kind of? Exactly. I don't know. We saw a lot of examples. We thought they were weak examples sometimes, but well, know, the people go off the road pretty frequently. People go into labor yeah. 20 minutes into <laughs> past the sign. Well, see, that's that's not a bad thing. That's just a timing issue. And the same thing with like the wolf is kind of timing um, because we know kind of that Emma can leave Storybrooke. And uh, the Hansel and Gretel episode that was a timing thing that they stopped just before the sign. But Catherine trying to leave, maybe that was timing. Maybe it was someone stopped her. Speaking of timing, if you're talking about people leaving, Emma hasn't left since arriving, correct? Like She hasn't gone and met people from the outside world. She did leave, though. Well, she left, but where did she go when she left? She left with August. Mm-hmm. Right. They went to the diner. Did they see anybody there? No. What I'm thinking, I'm wondering, the time lapse issue when they went to Storybrooke where time stood still, we're wondering, is time staying still outside? Does it affect both? They could be in a completely different time outside of Storybrooke now. I just tend to think not because of Henry. Oh, that's true. Because he he's the right age back. relative right. to Emma. Yeah. And the phrase has been used several times, 28 years ago. Okay. And it's, a, it's good. I'd we rather know, not that. <laughs> we know that time has progressed, but the people in Storybrooke have been unaffected by the progression of time except for henry Mm -hmm. i have a prediction yes i predict that the queen of hearts identity will be revealed in season two and the history between her and regina will be explained that's my prediction that would be cool it's not a huge one it's kind of common sense be nice (laughs) back to daniel talking about fairy tales in the basement fairy 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 tales (laughs) (laughs) sounds like a tv show um, <laughs> that there might be someone else behind a door. Um, I don't know, like one of someone that we haven't met before. Yeah. 
I really wish they left us with more cliffhangers. I feel like we're so like, where are they going to start or anything else that they didn't really leave like, you know, an unknown door number that they kept passing or something. They have some questions, but not enough to really be like, I wonder if they're going to reveal the identity. I mean, all we have is the Red Queen is what we really want to know. about. Maybe we're going to figure out who the creepy janitor is. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure we will. I think they downplayed the ongoing questions like that, the little obscure questions purposely, simply because there was so much of that in Lost. And in the end, they could never really absolutely black and white address every little thing they ever brought up that people obsessed over. And so probably in this show, they're trying to make each season a little bit more self-contained, Maybe have fewer of those things that, you know, we might love, but for some reason, the general population seems to get frustrated. And no matter how many answers they would give on Lost, everybody just kept saying, they never give us answers. They only <laughs> ask us questions. And it, it was ridiculous, it's but it's fun. the mentality it's that people have. So I think they're trying to avoid having all those little tiny details like, you know some door that we keep seeing and we don't know what's in there or mm. all this stuff. See, I enjoyed that with Lost when I could watch from episode to episode, back to back, day after day. Yeah. Well, there are those things it. like this. Like, we don't know who Dr. Whale is. Yeah. We don't know who Henry's father is. We don't know where Rumpelstiltskin's mm-hmm. son went. Well, that's true. I mean, those two might be connected. Uh, <laughs> that's the popular theory, and I would say that's probably true. Wait, which two? Uh, Henry's father and Rumpelstiltskin's oh, yeah. son. Um yeah. We don't know uh, other fairy tale things that have been hinted at, mm-hmm. but we haven't seen. Like the mermaid, Little Mermaid, mm-hmm. Ariel, was hinted at, uh, but we haven't seen. That's not really a question. Right. But I think we could diagram it and show that <laughs> different episodes raised a question that was then answered later on. Like uh-huh. when August came, who's August? Later on, we get the answer. Yeah, I think they're trying to make sure that people don't feel like the questions last quite as long. Right. They try to make it a little more satisfying a little sooner just to kind of keep the general population happy. Uh, people will forget and they'll have to be reminded sometimes of things. Like in Lost, uh, there was the skeleton in a place. And in the episode <laughs> where you finally find out what the skeleton is about, they showed flashbacks to when that skeleton was first discovered to kind of remind us about mm-hmm. the skeleton Since and the thing. Six years. Yeah. For <laughs> me, it was like six weeks ago. Some people didn't like that, but I think it was necessary. And that's what they would encounter here if they mm-hmm. ask a question now and don't answer it for several seasons. Right. Or there might be things that we don't realize are questions now that they answer later. Right. On. In our chat room, when we do this live, usually every Wednesday evening at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, GMT minus four, in our chat room, we've got some great conversation going on while we're recording. And uh, Aliascape asked a question because uh, Rapunzel41 is also in the chat room and Aliascape asked this question of, do you think we'll see Rapunzel in season two and her magic hair? Or what, (laughs) and uh, someone else had asked what other fairy tale characters do we think we're going to see in season two? Hmm. Rapunzel? Definitely Little Mermaid. Yeah. I oh, think you stole they have mine. to. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely Little Mermaid. I think, uh, oh, what was the... Alice. They need I to have show Alice. That's possible idea. Yeah. Um, so we had the Huntsman very dramatically disappear from the show and sad and Emma seemed to have a little bit of crush on him. Mm-hmm. Now that you know, she knows her background and everything. So she's a princess. She needs a prince. So I'm wondering if they're going to introduce a new prince or something hmm. to come along. I mean, did she have to marry a prince? No. So maybe they'll have a new character. Her mother. Who's Emma's Wait, new love? It, <laughs> it could be August if August is still around. There were a lot of theories that August was going to be Emma's new romantic re- uh, interest. I think that's in season possible. one. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's still possible, but we never really saw it developed in season one. It would have been weird, though. He was too much. Uh, that would have made him too much an August repl- or a, a Graham replacement. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I was like, hey, just lost him. Oh, hey, new guy. New guy in skinny jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely for Emma. <laughs> 
Yeah. Don't wear skinny ge- jeans if you go to Storybrooke because <laughs> <laughs> you're going to die. I think, uh, well, yeah, we'll see Ariel for sure because of the hint there. I think we're going to see more characters interact with Rumpelstiltskin, more fairy tale characters that we haven't even thought of yet. Because as Rumpelstiltskin has interacted with almost everybody in their past, who else might we see? I, I, I think there are more stories to be told of even some of the fairy tale characters we've seen, maybe. But as we've seen so much, the writers really didn't set out to retell these stories. Yeah. They set out to tell what hasn't been told. Mm. Jed in the chat room just asked a question. He said, Rumpelstiltskin's actual story, maybe, as something to cover. It'd be awesome to see, you know, him with the Miller's daughter, and if that's really Regina, that'd be awesome to see. Or not Regina, Cora. Yeah, endless new characters. There are so many already that have not been fully explored. And at the same time, they even have introduced, it occurs to me, some who aren't necessarily in a fairy tale much, if at all, in the way that they are. I mean, we've got the whole Abigail and Frederick thing, and that's not... And the siren, that whole story played as a fairy tale, but as far as I know, they just sort of took small elements from other stories, and it wasn't anything that was really ever written down. The horse on your shirt just made me think of a Pegasus, which also made me think of <laughs> Hercules. <laughs> so I was like, maybe they'll introduce Hercules. Hilarious. Well, Midas was Greek mythology, uh-huh. and the Siren was Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that they've broken that gate so that they could pull anything else from Greek mythology or any other mythologies. They have said several times they've emphasized the importance of the doors in Jefferson's hat. Mm-hmm. And we knew that when we first saw it. We knew that those doors were important. And just figuring out what those are uh, would be huge to figuring out where next season and future seasons could go. We just got a live caller in from Skype. Hi, who is this? Hi, um, it's Jess, uh, also known as Tiny Mallet in the chat room. Hi, Jess. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Jess. Now, your accent definitely isn't from around here. So where are you calling from? <laughs> Um, I'm actually calling from the darkened living room of the north of England. Nice. Awesome. I was starting to get worried you'd say something like Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> What's on your mind, Jess? Well, all, all this talk of um, of new characters that could be introduced. And um, like you were saying before, I really like the, the way that they, they not only picked from traditional fairy tales, but from Greek mythology. And, and although everyone's picking from line um, old Disney films at the moment saying oh they could have Princess and the Frog or Hercules but um, I like that anything's open mm-hmm. that any any possible character could be I mean we've seen King Midas already so we might we might see like the Greek muses from from Greek mythology or, or something from other mythology and um, I have a big book of fairy tales open at the moment which um, has a, made, um, come up with a few thoughts of other characters that could be in it like um, Thumbelina could be a character oh that'd be good or uh, what else have I got? No, Cinderella, we've already had that. Um, and that's what I just really love about the show is that it could go in any direction. And um, like you said with Jefferson's hat, the 16 doors is something really interesting. I'd really like that to see it be explored in the next series. Thumbelina and Jiminy Cricket could uh, hook up. <laughs> <laughs> he needs a bit of romance. It's just him and Pongo. He needs a bit of romance in his life. Yeah, you're mentioning, um, bringing up again, the Greek mythologies reminds me that nowhere did they actually say they're only going to do what we define as fairy tales. Even in the opening, like in the very beginning of the season, they said every storybook character you knew is Mm. trapped. They didn't say every fairy tale because some of these stories like, like Hercules, for example, or King Midas. We can easily say, that's not a fairy tale. That's Greek mythology. Yeah. It, but it is still a storybook. It's, it's Disney. Story like book. Disney, didn't, <laughs> Disney told that story once of Hercules. I think that's one thing that particularly bothered me um, when everyone was theorizing, um, saying that August was a grim brother, because it wasn't 
completely defined to fairy tales. They're fairy tales. And it didn't make sense that he would be one of the Brothers Grimm's because if these fairy tale characters existed and they've been brought into this world by a curse, the Grimm Brothers would not exist. Right. And I'm glad that 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 didn't turn out to be true because I would have been a bit disappointed. Continued watching, but a bit disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you really hoping for? Anyone in particular? Um... I'm not really sure. I like how the genie was mentioned in the last series, so I'd, I'd like to see a bit more from Aladdin. Because hmm. the, the the actual story of Aladdin is, is really quite interesting. With the with the the, the three, there was three genies, when under ring and the evil uncle. I think that could be something quite interesting to be explored. Yeah, Alias Scape in the chat room pointed out that we haven't done much uh, with Aesop's fables or Hans Hans Christian Andersen. Oh, that's true. Yeah, some great tales there, too. And, and Thumbelina was Hans Christian Andersen. I'm not familiar with what some of Aesop's fables are. Hmm. Um, I just remember the I, mouse and the lion. Yeah, that's what I was going to mention. <laughs> okay. Famous one. <laughs> Wasn't the man with the golden goose one of them, though, too? I don't know. I'd, oh, actually, come to think of it, this is an interesting point that um, I was thought of when I was discussing with my friends. I really like to see the Pied Piper. Oh. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because w- perhaps a place where the Pied Piper takes the children is one of these other worlds. Ooh. Mm. So he takes them to another world, do you think? Like he, his pipe could open other worlds like Jefferson's hat? Yeah, because I was thinking that, that, that this other world was like a prison for these children. Like Wonderland was a prison for Jefferson and um, the Queen of Hearts. I wouldn't be at all surprised to see that story and again have Rumpelstiltskin in that role that's what i was thinking too oh yes yeah. well he could have made a deal with the piper to have the pipe be enchanted <laughs> and that was the price he had to pay hmm. he can't get someone's firstborn so he t- decides to take everybody's <laughs> take firstborn <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's great theories anything else that you wanted to share with us jess um, you know what? My mind has gone completely blank now, but thank you for letting me call it. <laughs> thank you so much, Thanks, Jess. Jess. Now, you guys uh, in the UK are just now seeing Skin Deep, right? Yes, that was on on, on Sunday. I watched it with my uh, with my family. Or I su- should say officially seeing Skin Deep. <laughs> yeah, um, I am, um, I'm normally based in America, so I saw everything oh, okay. on ABC when awesome. it was on. Oh, awesome. Nothing illegal here. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much for calling in, Jess. Oh, thank you very much for letting me call in. I love the show. <laughs> thank, thank you, Jess. Jess. Okay. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, UK people, I just saw Skin Deep. And so they are uh, seeing this and theorizing also fresh. There is that delay. By the way, speaking of people from different countries, I got to meet Father Roderick from the Secrets of Once Upon a Time podcast. And we talked for a long time. This was at Blog World in New York City. He was there and he was on a panel also. And uh, so it was really awesome to sit down and talk with him. And we have some really big things in mind. (laughs) And, uh, you know, technically, yes, they're competition, but they're not rivals. And that's what's really cool is we want to work together on things. And, <laughs> it's a community. Yeah, a, commu- a competing community. <laughs> Whatever. It's, it's kind of like in karate. We might punch each other in the face, but then we'll hug each other after we're done with the official fight. No. Okay. Uh, so, I don't hug you. So we've got, we've got some really cool things uh, that we're talking about. And I'll put it this way. Uh, some possible really awesome meetups. Um, not this year, but maybe next year, some really cool things that we're going to see if we can pull off and get all of the Once Upon a Time podcasters together nice. and do something totally awesome. So watch for that soon and do check out the other Once Upon a Time podcast. I really do encourage you to listen to them all because we each take different approaches and have different perspectives and each person uh, finds something that the other doesn't. So that's awesome. Now, Jeremy, you uh, frequently reference that you have theories about end of the finale and leading into season two, and you haven't mentioned them, though. I do. I, I've, I have mentioned some of them before. It's been a few weeks. But first... Oh, I by have... the way, I'm joking. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? <laughs> it's time for us to go. I predict that as 
season two begins, Dan will be killed. Uh, maybe even before that. No. First, I have a question. Mm-hmm. That it may have been the last fairy tale land scene we saw in the finale. I can't remember now. As Charming and Snow are looking at the castle and they're talking about retaking the kingdom together. What do you think about that scene? Is Was that just a, well, here's how we'll explain away the rest of the story? Or do you think that something, not only that they'll cover, but that possibly was a foreshadowing of the tone of the next year? We may have talked about that a little bit. I Yeah, we have talked about it. And I think one of our callers shared this too, and I can't remember who it was, but that in in fairy tale land we are like leading up to a battle or a series of battles for the kingdom it could be something short it could be something stretched out in storybrook we're also seeing leading up to a battle we've known that for a long time that mm-hmm. there would be some kind of battle we just didn't know what it would look like and we're starting to get a better picture of what that might look like so yeah i could see them going back and forth just like how they did it so awesomely in the finale of the dragon scene, mm-hmm. back and forth, Emma fighting the dragon and Prince Charming fighting the dragon, back and forth like right. that. I think we could see some cool things happening. So, here's my... Some of this is just forming in my mind. But they mentioned specifically the people to beat being James's father and Regina. So... And and I actually kind of have an opening scene prediction. I think we may open with some battle in Fairytale Land before we get to go see anything in Storybrooke or wherever. Probably Storybrooke. So Dan mentioned a new enemy, and that additional enemy may be a stronger role for James's father in Storybrooke, especially if they know who they are. Hmm. Or if some of them know who they are, however that looks, if he starts to, if in fairy tale land we start to see those two, Regina and King George, teamed up and being defeated and what happened to them and where they were. Well, Regina clearly kind of did her own thing, but wherever he ended up, that he wasn't keeping them from the kingdom, but apparently he wasn't dead. Well, also remember, uh, speaking about Regina, there was some line mentioned in the early episodes of season one saying that she's no longer a queen. Right. And she mentioned a lot about what the people were thinking about her at that time and losing power, whether she meant magic or just ruling power. So those things could be paralleled with a rise to power of those two in Storybrooke. And in our chat room, Puzzled, great name, also asks, and what of Midas? Because we've never seen what came of him, and is he in Storybrooke? True. Is there going to be a lot of, between him and Rumpelstiltskin, there could be a lot of gold (laughs) in Storybrooke's future. So that's someone that we haven't thought about as having magic in Storybrooke. Because we've been thinking about all these other primary characters, we hadn't considered Midas very much. So he could be around, might not be. We just got an email in from Clockwatcher. While we're recording, uh, Clockwatcher decided not to call in or Skype in. He said his phone's broken. <laughs> oh, uh, actually, I think it might be a girl. They said their phone is broken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clockwatcher said that Clockwatcher's phone is broken. <laughs> Clockwatcher wrote in saying, hi, amazing people. I want to talk about Jefferson and his amazing hat. Jefferson really knows a lot more than he let on. He knew before Rumpel and Belle and Rumpel slash Regina's back and forth hatred thing. He knew about it. I'm sorry. And he also seems to know a lot about the curse. He knew that if Regina was killed, the curse would live on forever. Maybe he knows enough to be the writer of the book. Hmm. I mean, someone had to write it, right? I think it's someone from the EF. Oh, Enchanted Forest. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Jeff, the Blue Fairy, Rumpel? As for his hat, Jefferson's hat, of course, 
I think that's going to play a major part in the future of the show. First of all, some of the characters may want to leave Storybrooke and go back to their former lives in the Enchanted Forest. I don't know that that's possible, though. It, it depends on this whole time thing that they've kind of unfortunately opened up with that apple. Rolgorum actually <laughs> said that it would take Rumpelstiltskin sacrificing one world for another... So I'm under the impression mm. that mm-hmm. the Enchanted Forest, a.k.a. Fairytale Land, is gone. Clockwatcher continues, and some may want to stay in Storybrooke. Maybe we'll see Emma and or Henry in the Enchanted Forest. But I think that we're going to see a lot of the hats again, especially if each door represents a different dimension. That could really have a huge effect on the show. Bay was transported somewhere, and I really think we're going to be seeing him again. First of all, we really don't know what world he was transported to. Just a land without magic, which I think does, is us. Yeah. Our world. I think so. Uh, I think somehow he's connected to one or a few of the characters in Storybrook besides Gold. I've heard some theories about Bay being Henry's father. Personally, I really like this theory. If you want one theory that could support the Bay as Henry's father theory, maybe when Bay was transported to a land without magic, he didn't go to our world, but to a different world slash dimension. There he met Jefferson and, for whatever reason, came to our world if what we consider fairytale land is really just the enchanted forest. And fairytale land includes many of the different worlds in Jefferson's hat. So, like... Putting Wonderland, Fairytale Land, maybe other lands, all in this bubble of Fairytale Land, and then there's us. I think that's essentially what Clockwatcher is saying. Uh, which, um, which may explain how Jefferson was taken from Wonderland into Storybrooke. Then whichever world Bay was transported to was also frozen in time. Maybe this prevents him from aging, maybe not. Maybe it depends on the world, but if he didn't age, then being transported from the land without magic to Storybrooke would make him continue to age. Then he might be the age of a man who could be Henry's father. I will, I have a big theory on this. Or Bay is long dead, and I just wrote a long explanation for a crazy (laughs) impossible theory. (laughs) Well, that's pretty much it for now. Thank you so much for the podcast. You guys are awesome. From Clockwatcher. Well, here's what I would say. Hopefully, if Rumpelstiltskin spent hundreds of years figuring out and perfecting this curse to get him to where his son went, he picked the right world to target. That's what I would imagine. And since we've already seen that you can enter a different world or something can come through between worlds at a different point in time in the other world, then I don't see why the age thing has to be a problem. He could be in our world. He could have shown up any year. They want him to have shown up <laughs> to tell the story properly. Right. And I, I put this in the comments in a couple episodes ago, and I can't remember how much I've talked about it in the podcast. Uh, but this idea that everyone came to our world, a land without magic at the same time and about the same place because we've seen three people come in so far three i mean three groups of people come Mm -hmm. in three different ways there was pinocchio and emma there were pinocchio and emma they came in through the wardrobe yeah there was um everyone else who came in through the curse Mm -hmm. and then there's balefire who came in through the magic bean and we I would think he came to the same place because since Rumpelstiltskin created the curse to try to get to Bellfire, he probably created it to go to the same place mm. and same time gotcha. as Bellfire came through. That would make sense. So just based on the consistency of the other things, it seems like it would connect. And if he came through, he would only be 10, oh wait, 13. He was 14. 14 years mm-hmm. older than Emma. But, well, which... Yeah. This could be part of what got Emma in trouble in 1996 because there's that newspaper clipping that says she got in trouble, but we don't know what happened because she was 18 when she had Henry and it could have been some kind of work scandal or who knows, but uh, there's, there's still story to tell there. Indeed. And we'll see. It'd make him like 42 now. 
Um, wait. Yeah. 28 plus 14. Yeah, that's true. So, mm. yeah, I don't even know. It would be weird. Or... And if they skip ahead, even older. Or what if... Now, here's a completely crazy <laughs> theory. This contradicts the theory I've held on to for a while. What if the whole reason that Rumpelstiltskin made it so that on Emma's 28th birthday was he needed her to be old enough to be able to do what she needed to do to break the curse, but also because it's around the time that the curse is broken that Balefire comes into our world. So Balefire still comes in as a kid. That could be, I suppose. Completely whacked out theory. I'm not sure I'm going to stick with it. Was it, was it, Balefire, or was it, or was it in reference to Henry's father that it's been hinted by the writers that we may have met him already? Oh, I missed that. Someone said that once that we have met Balefire. One of those oh. two characters were being discussed, and I could have sworn they said we well might enough. have met him already. I hope not, unless that was him on the phone. And it wasn't really Henry, <laughs> which I told you I don't think that was Henry. You're talking about in the episode when August called and said, this isn't working, we need to speed up the plan or something yes. like that. He yeah. was talking with someone with authority, well, not a kid. Yeah, Jane Espenson said that... Espenson. Okay, I keep forgetting the actual <laughs> pronunciation. Um, said that, Henry, or that August was calling Henry. I know that's what she said. I just don't believe her. I didn't believe it (laughs) until I heard him call somebody else and it was clear who he was calling and he didn't talk to that person the way he should have on the phone either. And I thought, Uh, well, he's just a bad phone actor. (laughs) Or, I don't know, the script could have been written awkwardly. Yeah, maybe he didn't know who he was talking to. What's my motivation? (laughs) We've got a live call in. Hi, who is this? Hi, it's uh, Rapunzel 41. Hey, Rapunzel 41. Hey, Rapunzel. Thanks for calling in. Hi, guys. How are you guys? Great. What have you got to share with us? Well, everybody uh, convinced me to call in with Flynn's silly story about the eggs and where they came from. Oh, that the dwarf eggs? <laughs> yes, it would, Jenny. <laughs> oh, my. He has um, a silly little theory that it came from Mother Goose. <laughs> awkward. <laughs> this just gets more awkward. You're Whoa. right. <laughs> I didn't want to pulse with it. Mother Goose. Uh, so, is Mother... <laughs> is Mother Goose a giant? <laughs> and is uh, she a woman? <laughs> wait, the, the goose was a giant. I remember she rode the goose. I don't oh, know. Oh, there this. is something oh. about riding oh. the goose. So, not literally from Mother Goose, perhaps. <laughs> well, or, or maybe, <laughs> are one of the dwarf eggs a golden egg? Um, we I didn't see any. Irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> that was Stealthy's egg, and look what happened to him. Maybe rotten eggs are golden eggs. <laughs> what? Rapunzel, are you looking forward to Rapunzel being in Once Upon a Time? I actually am. My name has to do with her, but I really actually am. I would love to see her. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we will probably. Uh, see her in season two well that'd be nice actually i don't really have anything to back that up with i guess it's just because we've talked about rapunzel so much that makes me think that but we haven't seen anyone with long hair extremely long hair and actually there have been no fairy tale references to rapunzel unless am i wrong have you caught something rapunzel The best little catch I caught was the thing about Ariel, the Little Mermaid deal. Yeah, yeah, so I think we'll definitely see her. I'm looking forward to that. It could be that she had her hair shortened, but then when she gets magic, her hair magically grows. Hmm. Could be. I don't know, it's weird, but it'd be cool. I mean, it was one of Disney's most latest popular movies, so I could definitely Mm -hmm. see them promoting themselves and patting themselves on the back. Maybe she's one of those people in like one of the rooms underneath the hospital (laughs) everyone that we haven't seen yet is in the rooms (laughs) underneath the hospital (laughs) right well rapunzel anything else you wanted to share with us um no i think that's all flynn has for me right now (laughs) okay well thank you so much for calling in rapunzel thanks rapunzel thank you you're very welcome thanks for taking the call 
Wouldn't it be cool if we found that Pocahontas was in Storybook somewhere? Well, yeah. see, that's Isn't that magical. That's an odd one to say because yes, it was a Disney movie, but it's not a fairy tale. It's not a mythology. It's a historical character. She is a historical character. <laughs> well, she was portrayed Disney very inaccurately uh, for the yeah. Disney movie. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. But still, she's still she's still a Disney princess, though, right? Like she's considered a Disney princess. Yeah, to I, I don't, don't really follow. Who she's really a costume weird. in Disney World. That's about as close as she okay. gets. It would be very strange to meet Pocahontas and people be like, "You're not." Wait, I always knew you were real, but I guess you were from the past. And mm-hmm. she merges Storybook fit? and Fairy Tale World. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they'll go there. Well. No, I do like, um, who was it now that mentioned Aladdin? Um, I think it was Jess. Either, yeah, it might have been. Um, that would be really neat because I, I would like to see that. Because, I mean, we already had the genie, but Aladdin was very cool. Um, plus, I want to see a magic carpet. Jafar. Yeah. Yes, Jafar. That'd be <laughs> cool. And the approach that they're taking to these fairy tales, like I've mentioned before, they're telling the untold stories of the fairy tales. So there might be untold aspects of Aladdin. Well, for most, for the most part, they're telling the untold, like Alice in Wonderland, the dwarfs, uh, some of Snow White, Prince Charming, all of that. But then there's also like Beauty and the Beast, where they have actually told that story very concisely. But uh, I think they could do the same approach for other stories as well. So this has been some great conversation and thank you everyone for calling in to share theories and discussions. And we encourage you to take this conversation on from here. You can chat in the comments of the show notes for this episode. Go to oncepodcast.com slash 42, a very lost number, which is why I wanted to talk about lost in the beginning, (laughs) by the way. I forgot to mention that. Wow. And also, you can go to the forums where there are so many people there chatting about Once Upon a Time. Go to oncepodcast. Let me try that again. (laughs) Go to oncepodcast.com slash forums, and you can join there. It's real easy to join. Sign in with Twitter or Facebook or create an account and chat there with many people. And you can get an app on your phone, too, or tablet. The the Tapatalk app makes it really great for chatting in the forums. And check out the... Uh, other podcast episodes that we've done, if you haven't already, and much more over at oncepodcast.com. Make sure that you pre-order the Blu-ray or DVD set. It will be totally awesome. You can go to oncepodcast.com slash season one to pre-order that from amazon.com. It's still about $45. If that price drops after you order it, you get the price drop, which is really cool. And you can also get the soundtrack, which is absolutely gorgeous by Mark Isham over at oncepodcast.com slash soundtrack. And our next podcast will be in two weeks, or one week, actually. It will be the week before 4th of July, and that will be live on Wednesday evening, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, or GMT-4, and then we'll be on a pretty much bi-weekly schedule on that. So that would be the 27th of June at noodle.mx, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, and then we'll be bi-weekly. And we've got some cool interviews lined up, and you might be a part of those interviews coming. So check it out. So much cool stuff to come. And watch the website for announcements at oncepodcast.com. Please follow us on Twitter. You can follow the show on twitter.com slash oncepodcast. And you can follow each of us. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and you can follow me on Twitter at the Ramen Noodle. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. You can follow me at twitter.com slash Fleegon. That's P-H-L-E-G-O-N. And I'm Dan Flynn. You can follow me at twitter.com slash Dan Flynn Design. And I'm Jenny, and you can follow me at twitter.com slash Jenny's Note. So we hope that you will have a happy ever after, and thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts at noodle.mx.
Big thanks to our sponsor for this episode, Jed. If you'd like to sponsor an episode of Once Podcast, you can do so by going to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor.